Climate change is real, maybe more real here in the subarctic already than other parts of the planet. It's the position of the National Park Service that humans can still take steps to reduce the impact of climate change, and that park visitors should be encouraged to support and make changes that can help protect these special places. In Denali, scientists are monitoring climate change closely and cautiously discussing how park management may need to change in the future based on current trends. Here at Denali, we have a long-term climate monitoring program where we are recording weather conditions in a number of locations throughout the park. And we're doing this in order to identify long and short-term climate trends. We're particularly interested in long-term changes in the temperature and precipitation record because these are the main drivers of change in an ecosystem. When we're discussing long-term changes, it's really important to differentiate between weather and climate. Weather is what we experience on a daily basis. It's the temperature, highs and lows, the cloudiness, the amount of rainfall that we're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis. And there's a lot of variability in weather. And climate is the average of all this weather, or the average temperature, the average amount of rainfall that we experience in a particular location over a long period of time, and usually this is a 30-year period. So when we're talking about long-term climate change, we're referring to this change in the long-term average. One of the things we see with climate is that the extremes are becoming more the norm. We're seeing snowpack develop later in the fall and often leaving sooner in the spring. And those snowpack dynamics are critical to the ecosystems in and around Denali. One effect of climate change we think we're seeing is the increasing shrubbiness of the park, where we have more and more moose habitat and perhaps a shrinking caribou habitat. Some of the changes we expect to see if temperatures continue to warm are increases in wildland fire frequency and intensity, habitat changes for wildlife, migrating tree line, both up in elevation and north in latitude, shrinking glaciers, melting permafrost, vegetation changes, and changes in the timing of events, like the arrival of birds in the spring, or the date the trees start to leaf out in the spring, or the timing of wildflower blooms. One of the dramatic things we see is the large thermokarst on the north side of the park. And a thermokarst is where the permafrost melts and sort of fails dramatically and creates basically a hole in the ground that, that was ice or frozen ground. And when it thaws and melts, it drains and creates a bit of a sinkhole. One of the other things we see is a changing in the lakes that dominate the northwest part of the park. We have thousands of lakes in the northwest near Mintumina, and some of those lakes are shrinking, some are growing, and we're trying to understand what will happen to those lake ecosystems. One of our best indicators of climate change are glaciers. Glaciers are only affected by climate and topography. So as the climate changes, the glacier will change. One of the functions that a glacier serves to an ecosystem is to provide a base flow to rivers over the summer months so that the river isn't totally driven by rainfall and flood events. As glaciers shrink, the rivers will be more and more susceptible to large variations in flow. Denali's glaciers are well insulated by the type of geology we have here, so the termini tend to thin more than they tend to retreat. Real long-term, you'll see, and this is very long-term, but you'd see less of the large, large braided rivers and more incised channels in those riverbeds would then become vegetated. This is a snow-dominated landscape. We can expect to have snow on the ground eight months out of the year. One of the implications of a changing climate is the possibility of positive feedback loops, and this refers to a pattern of interacting processes where a change in one variable through interaction with other variables in the system reinforces the original process. Earlier spring snowmelt is a good example of this. Because the air temperature is warmer, snow melts earlier in the spring, and the snow-free dark ground surface reflects much less incoming solar radiation than the white snow does. And because the ground surface now absorbs the heat instead of reflecting it back into the atmosphere, the surrounding air temperatures actually get warmer. 
So the original warming creates a scenario where we have further warming. The Park Service and others have come a long way in understanding the effects of climate change. The next step will be for everybody to work together to help reduce the impacts of climate change.